Dave Fanning on 2FM. <laughs> Jenny, all right, yeah? Good, all right. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, first of all, what's on the programme today? Well, Jess Murphy, the chef and owner of Kai Restaurant in Galway, is going to talk about our favourite album later on. Also, God, I hope I can pronounce all these right. Ablutophobia. Yeah, I can even guess where that would come from. That's a horror of washing or syllogomania, a, a compulsion to hoard. Uh, it's all basically in the book of phobias and manias and the author, Kate Summerscale, is going to be telling us all about it later on. And also Irish independent technology editor Adrian Weckler is going to give us the story of the rise and fall of FTX co-founder Sam Bankman-Fried. But the Jen in question is here is Jen Gannon taking a look at TV shows here that took a break because, you know, not just took a break, but took a break and came back and were successful. Isn't that really it? Because like, you know, it was announced last week that the award-winning British crime drama series Happy Valley is going to be coming back for the third and final season. Well, they call it a final one. Seven years since uh, Sarah Lancashire and uh, all the others too last graced our screens. So after such a long absence, it's unsurprising that the news has been met with lots of excitement from France. Happy uh, from the fans. Happy Valley only series have taken a long hiatus. No, there's loads of them all coming back. So some are presumed Jen are crap, yes. and some <laughs> are very good. Some might have even usurped the originals. Yeah. Some sometimes it depends. Like the thing about it is, it's kind of they're playing on our nostalgia in a way because you know it, they have a built in audience when you bring a show back you know that the, the fans will get excited and they'll watch one way or another whether it's successful or not yeah. uh, but some is done because the story needs to end and I like that when it's organically done like that but others it's just done as a cash grab for sure like definitely um, time is a flat circle as Matthew yeah, McConaughey right, said right, in indeed. so Happy Valley I just mentioned so tell me about that that's back after seven years seven years well this is more it was like a pause rather than a that's comeback. a long pause I mean it's kind of almost yeah it's a little bit longer than the break between you know the Storm Roses and the second coming but like it's yeah I think audiences we're not finished with that character of Catherine Kaywood and her story you know, we I hope you're not looking at me that I know what you're talking about I mean, well I mean it's huge Happy Valley is huge and I think yeah, like the writer like Sally Sally Rainwright she acknowledged to the press that she did, she wanted she always wanted the show you know she, she wanted to leave the significant gap because between two and three but she didn't realise it was going to be seven years she got involved with writing Gentleman Jack and it took over her life but I think during the gap between seasons two and three the you know the notoriety and the success of Happy Valley has only grown. It, it, they put it onto Netflix, and I think a whole different audience discovered it as well. It's reaching new audiences all the time, and it's like now a global sensation. If you look at last year's um, Mayor of Easttown, starring Kate Winslet, yeah, that basically that. was uh, uh, the writers admitted that they were heavily influenced by Happy Valley, and the reason why it was getting such good reviews, I think, in the states was because they don't really do that mix of you know drama and comedy like the way that those the UK writers do and Sally Wainwright cut her teeth on writing for Corrie and, and things like that so she understands that kind of dichotomy between you know comedy and tragedy and she does it so well And, and you'd be a fan of Sarah Lancashire obviously. I would watch her basically read the Argos catalogue out loud yeah. I think she's phenomenal even from back in the day of Je m'appelle Raquel in Corrie I thought she was amazing and it has the thing about it is I think that people just respond to what Happy Valley is that it has as I said that gallows humour it stops it from being too depressing but it's all about you know her performance and it's a performance of a lifetime but do you get the goodbye you wanted I think what it is going to be is the fact that we're landing back in with these characters at a very significant time you have she's looking after her grandson as we know uh, Ryan he's turning 16 he's making these choices about his life and his dad Tommy is in prison um, and they're very worried obviously about the influence that Tommy might have over Ryan so we know that this is going to come to a head and it you know people have said that have seen it already that 
that it's it's going to be heartbreaking but that's what we expect from Happy Valley and Sally Wainwright said she always had this clear vision of where the characters would end up and it is unequivocally the final season she's not bringing them back they're All not right. going to come back in another so it seven almost years. is coming back to end things yeah this is All the right, end then. and you better be ready for it because apparently right, give it's you going to be shocker 30 seconds of Happy Valley I mean, I was Liam Hughes, 23, unemployed, smackhead. What's he upset about? His ex. His ex. She finished with him three days ago. Now she's sleeping with his best bud. Got a high-ranking, highly trained specialist expert police negotiator on his way over from Wakefield. ETA? Basically, it's your unique kid. Go close down the comedy department. The one and only, you've barbecue. You come any closer, I'm going to set myself all right. What's happening, Ian? I don't know what you bought that for. Well, if you accidentally fireball yourself, you're going to get bowled, and believe you me, it's not a good look. Where's it set? So it's set in Hebden Bridge, so it's in like the north of England, right. and it, it just has that gritty toughness yeah. to yeah, it, yeah. but also absolute comedy, natural comedy. All right, love. Happy Valley it is. So what else are we looking at? Well, I mean, one that wasn't as successful, well, it's kind of Midland, is And Just Like That, which was the oh, Sex and the City right. revival. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people think Sex and the City should have just ended with the TV show, with the, the, you know, the girls striding out of the cafe, listening to You've Got the Love, you know, Candy Stanton. It was very triumphant. And that had been the ending. That was the ending. And was, then, that, was there a plan for Unjust Like That? There or was it? a plan to make money, Dave. Yeah, there was yeah, a plan yeah. to like take advantage of this, like this very, like intense fandom that Sex and the City has. And mm. Michael Patrick King, yeah, he made those two films which were horrific, I would say, and like completely changed the characters themselves. And I think they it turned them into these shrieking caricatures who are very vapid, very soulless and just obsessed with money and, and material goods. And that wasn't what the show was all about. And it wasn't fun to watch. And then you had the turbulence that you knew off screen between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall, who played Samantha Jones. And basically, Kim Cattrall said, after the second film, I'm never coming back to this character again. I don't want to do it anymore. Don't push me. I don't like that's over for me. And for them to then think, well, we're just going to make this TV show, uh, like a, a revival TV show to the next chapter. Without of the girls, her. Without her. Is that one, is that, is that a, a definite 25% missing? Yeah, that's it. And mm. and you can feel it, you know, because like Samantha was the kind of, the, she was the comic element to it. And when you're you're missing her, you're missing a lot of also the, the, the kind of raunchiness of it, like Sex and the City. Like, and just like that became quite depressing. It was a bit ridiculous without her. And I think like the characters were just, Charlotte was terrible. She was very empty headed like she was in the film. Carrie seemed to be terrified by anything in modern life it was like these characters were put on ice and we hadn't seen them they hadn't evolved or changed in the intervening years they, they it was like everything was new to them phones oh my god podcasts what the hell is this mm. it just seemed ridiculous um, and I've complained about it loads like and I'm still complaining about it but they are going to get a second season out of it and I think a lot of us that have been watching it and have loved Sex and the City and have followed it through want this show to succeed so maybe we want them to go back to and the What's the second board. season? Ten, ten hours. It's, it's gonna well, yeah, probably. And like, I think that's what we what we want is we want the writers to go back to the drawing board, look at the criticism that was there, and bring those characters back that we loved and and change it for the better. So I, I do, I am slightly tentatively optimistic that they'll get the problems of the first season sorted out, and we might get a. Whole All right. So show. if you had a choice of closing the book at the end of this season now, you'd say no. I leave it open just in case.
case just, they do just it right. Like that, just in case. Yeah. I always have hope because yeah. I really love those characters. And I think right. we've invested so much time in them and we know them backwards that we want yeah. this, we want something good to come out of this. And I like the idea of seeing, you know, women in their 50s front and centre on TV and all of yeah. what goes on in their lives. Your woman won't discussed. come back, will she? No, Kim Charles is not no, coming back. No, She'd rather okay. they said that Samantha was dead, to be honest. Right. You know, which okay, what, what about Cold Feet? Another one I've never seen but heard so much about. People like That did go away, feet. didn't it? Yeah, it did. And it, well, it why gone. did it come it back? Money? It was 13 years. And I think... Really? Yeah. And wow. I, like, I think what happened was with Cold Feet, it's different and just like that because I think the showrunner, Mike Bullen, he really invested in those characters like as in he wrote them and he understood them in a way that maybe Michael Patrick King didn't because with Sex and the City, he had a lot a staff of female writers on the original show and they, it was from their perspective and that was why it was so good, the original show. And then he kind of just took the check and made those two films that were very very bad but with Cold Feet Mike Bullen still has creative control and really you can imagine that he's written these massive biographies about all these characters and I think audiences have a huge affection for the group of friends in Cold Feet and there was this genuine desire to see what would happen in the next decade for them so Cold Feet 2 if you will started in 2016 and that kind of was the characters in their late 40s 50s and then that's just wrapped up it's ninth season Hold on is it good? Yeah, because the thing about it is they have changed. Unlike right. Sex and the City, they have evolved and they, their friendships have changed and also their lives have changed. So they're discussing right, issues look. like, you know, looking after elderly parents when your teenagers, you know, hate you. And and like I think their audiences have grown up with them and they understand that, that kind of, those kind of tribulations in their okay, lives Okay, well I'll too. give you a, a reminder of both. There is going to be a second season of And Just Like That and here it is first of all from the first season. With someone who can live on the water? Well, you are the strongest swimmer of the three of us. And think of that cool breeze off the water while the rest of us are sweating inland. It's the Hudson, not the Caribbean, and that's not a breeze, that's Paramus. <laughs> Guys, I just don't love it. Then don't buy it. You have to love where you live. Miranda's right. Besides, that place is too cold and modern for you. I know, you're right, it is. I just wish we'd had this meal before I signed the papers. What? You bought it? I had to. I have been dragging Seymour around for three months. I have nitpicked my way through 46 apartments. It's not the apartment. I'm the problem. What's wrong with staying where you are? You're comfortable there. Thank you. I know. It is sort of the perfectly worn-in cashmere sweater of apartments, and I love cashmere. No, you do. Okay, Sex and the City are, and just like that, as it's called, there will be a second season. And then you mentioned to a part two, if you like, of Cold Feet, started in 2016 and wrapped up its ninth season in 2020. So here's a bit of that. What the hell were you doing? Me? It's you who reversed without looking. Yeah, at about five miles an hour. You didn't have to ram me. Excuse me, but whose car is touching whose? Oh, terrific. A woman driver with a woman's logic. And a man with shit for brains. Tell me, were you starved of oxygen at birth? Who was your driving instructor, Stevie Wonder? At least I had one. Oh, how that man must have suffered. It was a woman, actually. Um, look, there, um, there isn't really any damage, but maybe we should swap phone numbers. You know, just in case you want to get in touch with your insurance. Systems analyst? What's that when it's at home? job with something like Twin Peaks The Return I think David Lynch like he felt he wanted to have his own ending because he had this very specific vision for the residents of Twin Peaks and he was 
pushed away from his own show when it came to season two, the network ABC, after the, the kind of surprise success of season one in 1990. With season two, they kind of got more creatively involved and they said to David Lynch, they were like, we want you to reveal who killed Laura Palmer. He never intended for that to actually ever happen. And they, they brought in, they drafted in a whole new team of writers, changed the show completely. Uh, from his vision and he was really unhappy but so he that's like, why he wanted to bring He created something that had never been before broke it down so many doors didn't just he? Just changed the vernacular of yeah. television for, com- for me completely it gave us like it broke the rules of what television could be what the medium like could stretch to I love that it's like part soap opera part whodunit part 1950s America paranoia like And don't forget just, the log lady I mean like I saw it myself but uh, the, the, the next bit of Twin Peaks when was that? So that was like, 2000 uh, and uh, How long the gap. So the gap is long. The it gap really is, is long, and it, it never was, saw one of it. The, it, it, the most original, obviously, because it's David Lynch, eighteen hours of TV I've ever seen. He calls it a film, but it's telly. And like the fans, for the fans, I had all those familiar motifs. I had the cherry pie, the damn good coffee, yeah. the alternate dimensions, and like that overriding, creeping sense of dread. But it really worked. Like these shows usually work off this that sense of nostalgia and that familiarity. He didn't do that with the return. He brought the audiences to this whole new realm these whole new characters and storylines that were just this direct commentary about the past and the time and about loss and grief mm. and it was just phenomenal and it was huge and bracing and complicated and complex Well when it ended first of all then yeah. um, it was did you it like was, I, I no it hemorrhaged viewers like as it oh. went on post when the reveal happened of who killed but Laura is that Obama, what David Lynch wanted he didn't want that he, he didn't he want that of, ending he said like for him, the the best episode he said of Twin Peaks was the actual pilot for him, and then he said after that it kind of went. And the second series, so many him. years later, he wasn't involved at all. Is that what you're saying? The, the season two, like uh, on in 1991, so a year after originally broadcast, oh, well, he yeah. the ABC just brought in new writers right. alongside David. So he Lynch. certainly he wasn't like involved in the in the, re- in the more recent one. Was he, he was involved in. He oh, did, was he? This is why <laughs> he did the return. Oh, so the return right, happened yeah, because he wanted to actually yeah. give the ending to these characters that he felt. That that they deserve and how, you, how do you feel about it overall it one gorgeous. two and this it, like this yeah. is beautiful this was like he distilled everything into the twi- like those twin obsessions with Laura, Laura Palmer and Agent Cooper and it ended up with just the, those two at the end and it was amazing to watch this ending but it also felt like a, another beginning so there could be more oh maybe maybe it hasn't closed the door but on knowing David Lynch there won't be well, yeah, who knows with David Lynch what, yeah. what's going to happen. He could be there telling you the weather. All right, tomorrow. Twin Peaks it is. Oh, afternoon, guys. Would you like some coffee? Afternoon, Shelley, yes. Well, we should be on our way. Harry, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it. Don't wait for it. Just let it happen. Could be a new shirt at the men's store, a cat nap in your office chair, or two cups of good hot black coffee. Like this. A present. Like Christmas. Okay, Twin Peaks. Okay, anything else? Sir? By the way, what we're looking at here with Jen is basically programmes that went off or series that went off and then came back after high ages for better or worse, or money. 
or money, mostly money. <laughs> of I mean, course. I feel with something like the X Files, it was about money right. more than anything. I think, you know, the revival of the X Files completely passed me by. I think because it was very, it was really forgettable. Like I loved the X Files at the beginning and the. Yeah, 90s. I remember the X Files beginning. I don't think I ever. Uh, sorry, how long was the gap? Well, uh, how many like, series were there first? So well, there's um, there's millions. The thing about American TV is once they get a good idea, they're just like, oh, churn them out. We don't care if it's yeah. like the quality is fading. We just want you know. The, the massive amounts so like it finished up it started in like 1990 I want to say 4 94 and then finished up in 2002 and there was about 200 episodes in the original X-Files and I think fans probably forgot how bad the quality waned like in those last couple of seasons of X-Files before yeah. like in 2002 like the stars like Gillian Anderson and, and David Duchovny left yeah. like uh, in the final two seasons I think and it kind of just disappeared but then in 2016 they said oh you know they both stars signed on and that's what I think fans got excited about because they said well if they're signed on and Chris Carter the creator is signed on it's going to be good except it wasn't I mean the chemistry is great between Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny and I think people thought they were in safe territory then because you know they're so good but it just like there was headlines saying it actually had ruined the show but hold on have we all just moved on and seen too many things like it I think like because X-Files created like so much around it that there's so many TV shows that came out of like something like the X-Files I think maybe yeah you're right but instead it didn't bring the show back to basics I think people wanted the creepiness the the aliens and those kind of storylines but instead it just had this more lore and just impenetrable mythology that casual fans couldn't watch and when it came back in 2016 how long did it last or is I mean, it still there lasting? Was another, like, there was two seasons of right. it after that and I think there was just way too many explanatory monologues it was really boring and it went on forever and there was less there was no aliens there was no weird stuff and I just it just kind of dribbled away into insignificance and when oh it ended God. nobody really cared. Alright well here it goes. You know Mulder ribs like these I'd say the Church of the Red Museum has his work cut out for him. So he started to tell me about walk-ins, but I'm not sure if I grasped the finer points. Uh, it's, it's kind of a new age religion based on an old idea that if you uh, lose hope or despair and want to leave this mortal coil, you become open and vulnerable. To inhabitation by a new spirit. A new enlightened spirit. According to the literature, Abe Lincoln was a walk-in and Mikhail Gorbachev and Charles Colson, Nixon's advisor. But not Nixon? No, not even they want to claim Nixon. So, are you still subscribing to the sheriff's claims of a possession? I don't know. In the absence of any other plausible explanation, it's a novel theory. Okay, that's uh, X Files. I was going to say X Factor. That's uh, so. Uh, just tell us about, like, I mean, Doctor Who. That's the most bizarre thing of all, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but uh, like, Doctor Who is just a cultural phenomenon. I think it's just it lives in the cultural consciousness. It's it's just it's been there since 1963, and it was just supposed to be this kind of kids TV show about this yeah. Time Lord, and it had really dodgy sets that were made of paper. Really and, like, dodgy. You know the Daleks, and then like that lasted from 1963 to, to 1989. Um, proper family yeah fair. I remember like, as a kid yeah. but then like Michael Grade he cancelled it in 1989 because he said it was de- decline in viewership and it just had changed and it wasn't he didn't think it was the same quality it was so Sylvester when did McCoy. it come back so what happened was like the BBC said they never cancelled Doctor Who that they always wanted to keep it because they always thought it was one of the jewels in their entertainment crowns but it took a while so from 1989 it didn't come back until 2005 really? and they tested the waters years. they tested like mm. the audience actually sorry it came back in 1996 first they mm. tested the waters with a Paul McGann film 
uh, feature length episode basically and said is there an audience here for that and there but was then it took that, them until yeah. 2005 to get things together wow. and that was Russell T Davies who was a massive Doctor Who fan and I think that's what helped because he had the passion to bring it back and the insight and it's been huge. It's huge I haven't seen one episode of the, like, of the last 15 I think years. you have the Doctor Who that you grew up with and the Doctor Who that yeah. you think is the best and I think David Tennant is the best Doctor Who for me and is um, it still going strong and it still is I mean it's it's there with I mean we've had ups and downs you've had you know David Tennant moved on Russell T Davies left you had Stephen Moffat taken over with Matt Smith uh, and then yeah. Peter Capaldi and then you had the first female Doctor uh, Jodie Whittaker um, she was there with the writer Chris Chibnall that has been a much criticised season um, she's gone now David Tennant is back with Russell T Davies for one season um, and that's the, he's going to return as the 14th Doctor for the show's 60th anniversary which is nuts and he's the what? only person really? to play the Doctor <laughs> twice so but then he's handed over the reins to sex education actor Shudi Gatwa and that'll be at the end of next year which fans are super excited about and I think that's he's going to be the one to watch for wow. sure OK well I've missed all of that one on Gilmore Girls I know you've spoken about that before because you're a fan I've I, never seen yeah. it tell me it was good, like, that, that, that was gapped as well was it? <laughs> the thing is like it's like and just like that and that it kind of you know it's a, a bit of a it's a mix between and just like that and, and Twin Peaks in the sense that. What do you mean? Hold on a second. And just like that come, comes along from Sex and the City and you think it's rubbish. So what are this you saying? This is what I'm saying. So oh, the Gilmore Girls, Girls revival oh, was not great oh. because, but it's also like Twin Peaks in the way of the original showrunner got booted off the show um, at its seventh season and then came back with Netflix, Netflix money behind them and said, let's do this revival called Gilmore Girls A Year in a Life where we just catch up with our favourite characters and it wasn't great to be honest <laughs> like I think like we we wanted the ending we thought we deserved as fans and, and with the original writer back uh, Amy Sherman Palladino we thought we were going to get that uh, we didn't basically it felt like she still had this finale written for the seventh season and she just didn't change anything so you had characters acting like they were still teenagers like Rory who was supposed to be in her 30s Do you know I'm just so surprised you've mentioned money so little it's that they're all coming back Oh no I said well she had the heft of Netflix behind her so right, that yeah, means exactly. like you had a blank oh, check I know there are the others show. and there are many others we can talk about just Big Brother I want to mention here yeah. are you telling me that went <laughs> I mean, was there a year in my life I didn't have to hear that rubbish <laughs> Big Brother is back and I think a lot of people are actually really excited about this I think Hold on it's back now It will be back this As next in year. Sorry wait a minute You're Next implying, autumn wait a minute, It went away It did go away It went away basically like Big Brother I think lost its way when it moved to Channel 5 in <laughs> Sorry sorry that's, that's the line of the day Big Brother <laughs> lost its way it I think did, when Because I mean it was <laughs> When you it know, started I think everybody was just fascinated by it when Every, it started Whoa because, whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute well, Everyone apart from you Dave maybe yeah. <laughs> There are people out there that didn't like it I do appreciate that But like it finished this the civilian Big Brother finished in 2018. Um, I think people were... The it, it civilian became, Big Brother. Because has, it's a celebrity Has one. the other one not done, like the, the, what do you call it, Love Island not taking See, over all this stuff? this is what's happened oh, because right. Love Island in the interim has kind of people's lust for reality TV and their enjoyment of it has like come back severely with Love Island from 2015 onwards. And I think ITV saw 
actually the global success of Love Island and said we could do that with Big Brother so they are they're the ones that's the channel that are bringing this revival back next uh, autumn I think and I think it's a surprise uh, but I also think that audiences because of their, their love for Love Island will be clued into this and, and want to watch it. you'll this. be looking forward to it 100% 100% get well the next Jade Goody <laughs> very good so that's why I probably should say here pop culture journalist <laughs> and broadcaster Jen Gannon Jen thanks a million for dropping in to talk to us here's a bit of Big Brother as soon as everyone's up, the meeting is called. Mm. Uh, okay, well, I've got a, a very important thing I want to bring up. Uh, I think everyone should be aware of it, and it's everybody's concern. Uh, basically, I'm uh, sorry I have to say it, Nick, but very disappointed in yourself. Uh, I not only feel I'm quite positive and got evidence uh, that you're plotting a, pl- a very dirty plan on everybody in here to vote against each other and steer it divert from you. Oh yeah, it's a, a, an absurd, Craig. It's not one of your. Yeah. Okay. Dave Fanning on Two FM.